Bertrand, thank you so much for joining us here on Ubuntu Radio. Really a pleasure for you to join us here in Pretoria. And um, we are at the regional seminar on the um, uh, prohibition of nuclear weapons, this treaty on the prohibition of uh, nuclear weapons. And from, from ICANN perspective, what is the role of non-governmental organization to put pressure on states to make sure that, uh, one, those who possess nuclear weapons play their part in dis dismantling, but also there's been a question about what, in, what is it in for them, you know, because countries are looking at their own national interest. Well, I think that nuclear weapons is like actually not a national security issue because just like with climate change, what one country does will negatively impact other countries. And I think that's really important to remember that when, for example, the U.S. or Russia or China threaten to use nuclear weapons, the consequences will be felt like by countries like South Africa, for example, who doesn't have nuclear weapons. And I think that's where civil society really has a great job because sometimes it is not enough just to vote in our national elections in order to kind of express democracy, and particularly not when it comes to these global threats that crosses borders. Then we have to work together and we have to pressure other governments as well and, and work through the United Nations, for example. And I think that that's why I think it's so important that we get involved. Uh, you know, I'm Swedish, for example. I can't control, I can't vote in the US election and influence their nuclear policy. Yeah. But I can work with other governments, I can work with my own governments to really put pressure at the United Nations, at the international arena, to shift this perspective. And I think that's why we are working on this issue uh, because we, what we know is that if there is nuclear war, everyone will be harmed. Not just the nuclear weapon states, but everyone. Yeah. And, and, and what's your opinion about, I mean, we're in the meeting of uh, Af African um, region as well. What's your, what's your take in terms of how African states have led, but also uh, non-government organization from the African continent, um, your partners in terms of leading the way in terms of making sure that the message is, uh, is, is heard? Well, I think the African states have been really active on this. Uh, and in particular, of course, South Africa, who has a history uh, with nuclear weapons and is the only country that has actually voluntarily disarmed. Yeah. So in a many, many way, like a leader country and a model for other nuclear weapon states to follow. Um, but also African country, African continent has been a nuclear weapon free continent for, since then and really taken that as an active position. And for me, I think it's like a really inspirational to see leadership come from this region, uh, in particular on an issue that is very seen as a northern hemisphere issue, uh, and it also has to do with this global global justice, like the the nuclear arms state says we can have them but you can't have them, uh, and like Desmond Tutu call it nuclear apartheid, mm -hmm. two rules for different countries, right? So I think that's where we really see um, both African governments and African civil society take the leadership. Mm -hmm. And I think it also has to do with a, a larger kind of shift in our perspective internationally, like we see that on climate change as well, is that it cannot just be the polluters that get to talk about this issue, also the people who get impacted in other mm -hmm. regions that are not actually causing the problem, but suffering the consequences. And that will be the the same thing with nuclear weapons if they're used. For example, if the US and Russia go to nuclear war, global climate will completely change. There will be nuclear winter and crops and you know massive famine will happen in regions like Africa. So I think that's why it's so important that we um, make sure to listen to the countries of this region, to listen to the civil society organization of this region, to really hear from the people who would be uh, impacted by the consequences of this. Mm. Now let's look at uh, Europe specifically. Are you getting a sense of uh, the fact that the countries are willing, those who possess it, um, even uh, looking at uh, the, what's happening in the Middle East, what's happening in, the, in Europe, um, are, you, are you getting a sense of willingness to, to dismantle, to, to, to be part of this important uh, treaty, um, or the campaign will just continue? But also, uh, you know, we've been asking an issue of uh, carrot and stick method mm -hmm. in, in a situation yeah. like this. 
how do we get how, how do we make sure that um, you know the the message really filters yeah. through? I think we have to be much more stronger. I mean, the the war in Ukraine with these threats to use nuclear weapons back on the agenda again, it's a real wake up call to people. So what we're seeing is a lot of people, especially in Europe where I'm from. Um, scared of nuclear war again in a way that we haven't been since the 1980s and it really like made people remember oh right these weapons still exist they're very dangerous and and get this sense of feeling like oh just one leader of one nuclear arms state can just kill us all um, and I think that's really setting the basis for, for a shift in policy also in those countries but then of course there's also a lot of people at the same time who are very scared uh, and when you're scared, you kind of cling on to your weapons and want to keep them or maybe even have more. So I think there's like two parallel trends almost. Uh, but none of it is, is set in stone. And I think that's important for people to know that these things don't just magically happen. Like we make decisions and we can make the right decisions. So there's a lot of shifts internationally in the global sort of context right now. A lot of things are changing in the world. Um, and I think that really sets us up for being able to change it for the better and mm. to use this moment to really educate people about the dangers of nuclear weapons and show them that the treaty is here. Mm. This is a solution. Yeah. And look at the countries here in Africa, look at the countries in Latin America, in the Pacific, in Asia. They are supporting this treaty. You should do too. Is this a legal, ethical, moral obligation for, for, for states? Where, where do you think this is? Where do you position this issue of nuclear? Do you think that uh, the country has a moral obligation because of the severe consequences that nuclear has? Absolutely. I think there's a strong moral um, kind of argument behind it that you cannot wipe out a whole city of civilians. Like, I think a lot of people forget what these weapons are and they see them as a security strategy, a tool, very ab it's a theory, academic theory. It's a weapon of mass destruction meant to wipe out whole cities mass murder civilians and it is also a legal issue because that's against the laws of war and the, the kind of rules of humanity that we have agreed it would be a war crime you cannot do those things it would, it would be against the UN charter so I do think there's a lot of different arguments for why this is the right thing illegal moral ethical kind of arguments are all very strong and also security argument that it benefits nobody these weapons it's quite important from ICANN's perspective uh, what, what's your message? Where, where do you lean towards in terms of uh, how do we then make sure that uh, the states um, are somewhat given pressure, if it's pressure that is needed? But what, what is that trade-off that says countries, you need, this is not definitely not good for you? Because countries will be saying we are some sort of safeguarding our territorial integrity because there are other countries who will take advantage of that. We cannot actually defend ourselves. And those who possess it will say, no, um, we sort of have so, uh, a superpower type, type of thing. How do we navigate that as we conclude? Well, I think this is what the treaty is such a good tool for. It's, we need to shift the perspective and we yeah. need to go from seeing it from something that provides security to mm -hmm. something that makes you insecure and vulnerable. And the treaty, by stigmatizing nuclear weapons and kind of creating this sort of sense that these are unacceptable, immoral, illegal weapons, you can really kind of shift the, um, the perspective and the, and the thinking around these weapons in the same way as we have done with chemical and biological weapons. Yeah. Countries don't say that, oh, I need to have chemical weapons to deter from others and it will protect me. They are seen as awful and just not in their interest. And what we know from many militaries, even in nuclear arms states, is that they don't actually like nuclear weapons because they're very unusable. They want tanks, they want ammunition, helicopters, like practical weapons they could use in warfare. Nuclear weapons is much more of a, it's, it's a very clumsy weapon that just spreads radiation and havoc. Like it's not actually able to deliver the military missions that the military wants. So I think that we can kind of 
um, convince countries by just making it harder and harder, more difficult for them to maintain them and to keep them. And I think in a way, the way that the, the war in Ukraine is, is developing is that when Russia, for example, threatens to use nuclear weapons in this war, Ukraine has not been deterred. Uh, so you can also ask, like, is it actually helping Russia in, in this war, for example? Is it actually providing this? Or is Ukraine just like, mm, we don't care. Mm. We're going to get as much help from the Western countries anyway. Yeah. Um, so I think that we also, the assumptions around nuclear weapons are not really proven that they work, that they actually prevent war, that they keep anyone safe. Well, all it does is like it leaving us very vulnerable to a leader who just one day decides to do it. Yeah.